You know that thing where you say to yourself, oh, I've not done much because I haven't been feeling very motivated recently, or you maybe sit there waiting for that motivation to hit before you get back into your fitness and wellness game. Well, it's really, really common. We all do it. We all carry on with our lives, hoping that motivation is going to just magically arrive and we're suddenly going to feel the urge to get started again. And then, of course, hope that this time the motivation actually stays, except it doesn't, does it? We can feel amazingly motivated one week totally tired and unmotivated the next, which then leads to frustration and possibly that on-off approach to our fitness and well-being. And it can be really difficult to break free from that. And I think the real problem is often that we depend on feeling motivated to urge us into action. So of course, when we feel it, everything's amazing, we're all go. But unfortunately, when we don't, it can all fall apart a bit because we have come to depend upon feeling motivated to keep us going. So today we're going to be talking all about the real deal with motivation, why it's not the be all and end all, and some of the secrets behind those who seem to have that endless motivation and success as a result. I'm going to share a lot of what I've learned over the last nine plus years of working with hundreds of women to create their fitness mindset all of which is going to help you when you're creating your own mindset for that regular long-term fitness and wellness routine. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Now, before I get started today, I just wanted to ask you a teeny tiny favour. If you've been listening in for a while and you've enjoyed the podcast, then can I ask you to go and give me a rating right now or even a brief review? It'll take about three seconds and it is so, so much appreciated because it just helps the show to get seen by more women out there who will benefit from listening in. And if you're a brand new listener, then I know you're going to love this and you're going to be ready to pop me a rating in by the end of the show. So how are you? How are you feeling this week? And more to the point, how motivated are you feeling? And is that affecting how much you are exercising or practicing self-care or eating? Because that's what we're going to talk about today. I have had numerous conversations over the years with clients and members about this, about this idea that we need to get motivated in order to start something and that we then need to stay motivated in order to continue. So obviously when that motivation drops a bit, which it inevitably does, It can sometimes lead us to go back to our old ways and we either stop or slow down or get frustrated because we don't feel motivated anymore. And yet we still feel like we should be able to get into this continually motivated state. And you know what? Maybe we even see people out there who seem to always be doing things and achieving things. They exercise regularly. um, They do all these things that we'd love to do, but we don't feel that we're motivated enough to actually get out there and do. And we just assume that they must just be the motivated type. You know, one of those lucky people who's got this abundance of energy, motivation, enthusiasm. They are so damn lucky. And 
you know what, I'm not denying that there are people out there like that, probably, (laughs) who just have that massive reserve of energy, but I'm not one of them. And I definitely think that a lot of people who we assume to be naturally motivated actually aren't. They actually go through the exact same highs and lows of motivation that the rest of us do. And they have just practiced certain things that I'm going to talk about later that mean that even when they don't feel motivated, they keep going. They keep doing the stuff that they need to do to get where they need to go. And, you know, I I will often have people say to me that, you know, gosh, you're so lucky that you're just so motivated to exercise. And, you know, I would love that. I'd love it if I woke up each day and I just was like chomping at the bit to get my exercise done and I loved it and it just came easy and I just had this motivation all the time. But I don't. I really, really don't. There's no luck involved in it. There's no natural motivation. You know, I often don't feel motivated. I often can't be asked to do something. Uh, My motivation levels change from week to week, from day to day. And, you know, the fact is that mostly everyone who appears to be naturally motivated actually isn't. The real truth is that they have often worked at it and they've often just created that mindset that means that even when they don't feel particularly motivated, they'll probably just get on and do it anyway, because they know that, they're working towards the goal. They're working towards that bigger picture. And I, you know, I often think for me, for example, I'm not naturally motivated, but what I am is bloody minded. I'm quite determined. I'm quite passionate. And I do also hold quite a strong vision in my head for what I want out of life. So on those days where I really, really don't want to do that workout, I just tune into that vision. I just tune into that vision and remember exactly what I'm doing it all for. And I think same goes for my business as well. So I'm very lucky that I get to do something I'm extremely passionate about and that I have that vision for how I want to help women. But it doesn't mean I always bounce out of bed full of motivation for the day ahead. I do love what I do, but because I am the only person in my business, I often have to motivate myself to do things that I don't want to do very much, that I find hard, that I'm convinced I'm not very good at doing. So, you know, I have to find those reserves somewhere, even when I'm not feeling motivated. And, you know, I think for me, it probably goes all the way back to those school days. And I'm sure that quite a few of you can relate to this. So I was always one of those in the middle kids, you know, the ones that fly under the radar. Um, they keep their heads down. They don't cause trouble. They, they're not gifted. They're not A-grade students, but they still do okay. And, you know, that was me. I was in the middle. I did okay at school, but I did have to work really, really hard to get decent grades. You know, I could never sit on my laurels. I could never sit back and just let it happen. I I worked. I worked really, really, really hard and I focused really, really hard. It was like that for sport at school for me as well. You know, I used to love trying different sports out and I was a real trier, but I remember that deep sense of disappointment I often get when I didn't make the team yet again. <laughs> you know, I didn't get to compete in those matches. I didn't often get picked, even though I turned up each week and I tried my hardest, which is kind of ironic doing the job that I do now, who'd have thought. But anyway, so, you know, in lots of areas as a, you know, as a teenager, particularly, I felt very average, but it set me up for later in life. And I realise now that in a way I was quite lucky to be average because it meant that I didn't take stuff for granted, that I didn't take motivation for granted, that I didn't expect to always feel motivated in order to just get on and do stuff because, you know, it it made me bloody minded because I didn't often get the result that I wanted 
but every now and again I did. So I just knew that if I just kept putting the work in and if I kept my head down, that I would eventually get there. Not in everything, but in some things for sure. So what I'm really trying to say here is that I feel like my early experiences have really set me up for where I am now. They've given me that grounding in how to keep going, even when my motivation is knocked, even when my confidence is knocked, even when I feel like I can't be bothered. And that is what has made me bloody-minded, not motivated, bloody-minded. So what is it that people who appear to be naturally motivated actually do? Now, this is not an exhaustive list. I'm sure that there are other things that could be added to this as well. But for me, these are the, the kind of key few things that I've picked up over the years from working with people, from reading lots of books and things, and from kind of noticing myself and what I do and how I approach not feeling motivated. These are all the things I've sort of picked up or a few of the things I've picked up over the years that I think that people do in order to appear motivated even when they're not. So I think the first thing is that they make themselves do things they don't want to do and they practice it. They keep practicing doing that until it becomes a habit. And it does. It's one of those things that, you know, for example, if I don't want to do a workout, I will still sit there coming up with excuses. I'm too busy today. I need to get this work done. I've got to do that washing. I'm too tired, whatever it is, I will come up with excuse after excuse after excuse. But deep down, I know I'm probably going to do it anyway, because I've practiced so often just making myself do it, even when I didn't feel like it, even when I lack the motivation, that I will just get on and do it anyway. And so over the years, making myself do workouts when I didn't want to do workouts has led me to a place where I will do them even when I'm not motivated, because I've got that that sort of vision of what I want to achieve. And that brings me on to number two. They have a vision for what they want to achieve or what they want out of life. You know, I think when it comes to exercise, for example, we sometimes don't really know why we're doing it. Like we do it because we feel like we should. We should feel, I should feel fitter. I should feel stronger. I should, 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 should. (laughs) We keep shitting ourselves. And that's why I always encourage my clients, my members to have a vision for what they want to achieve. How do they want to feel? You know, I'm not looking for them to tell me I want to lose half a stone or I want to feel fitter. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for, you know, I want to feel fit and strong and healthy and capable so that I can go about my life with ease, so that I can feel confident in myself. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for what do you want to feel? And I think often I have, you know, when it comes to exercise, I have this I always have this little vision in my head of being like 80 years old in the gym, lifting weights. And I want to be able to do that. And yes, that is like a really, it's like literally decades away, right? But honestly, it keeps me going. It keeps me going because I want that. And, you know, that I suppose is a, it's not just so that I can go to the gym and lift weights. It's a catch-all for a lot of different things, isn't it? It's a catch-all for, uh, you know, if I can do that, then it means I've probably got a pretty good quality of life. If I can do that, it probably means I'm still strong. If I can do that, it probably means that I'm moving about my life with ease and I can still travel and I can still do all the things that I want to do. If I feel like that, I'm probably still feeling pretty good, pretty confident, pretty energetic. So that is the vision that I often hold for myself when it comes to exercise. I'm not thinking, I mean, yeah, I am thinking about, um, I would like a more peachy bum, please, obviously, (laughs) because those things are nice and I would like toned shoulders, blah, blah, blah. But they are a small part of it. You know, my big vision for myself when I work out is that is being AC in the gym, lifting the weights with the kids, <laughs> with the 20 year olds who are like looking at me and going, oh, that's what I want to be like when I'm 80. So I think that's really important that having the vision, 
Because when you then tune into that, when you have those days when you don't feel motivated, you tune into that and you go, okay, no, that's the vision. And if I don't do these things now, then I don't achieve the vision that I want to achieve for my life. And so, you know, go as close or as far as you need to. I'm looking like 35 years ahead (laughs) and all the bits between now and then. For you, it might be two years time or five years time, whatever it is, have a vision for how you want to feel, not just I want to lose some weight, not just I want to drop a dress size. It's cool. Absolutely cool if you want to do those things as well. But that doesn't make a vision. Okay. You need the vision because that is what keeps you motivated. Because the problem with I want to lose some weight is if you have a week where you don't lose weight, then it affects your motivation. And then when your motivation gets affected, you stop doing what you were doing because you think, what's the point? Whereas when you have a vision, you have that long-term vision, then it is much easier to tune into that and to go, okay, so I didn't get that goal this week. But it doesn't mean that I can't keep working towards these other positive things as well. So that's number two, have that vision. Number three, and I think this is really, really important, we don't consider it, is they know when to say no and they know how to look after themselves. They know how to protect their energy. So we often, again, there's a lot of should that goes with this, that we often are like, well, I should do that and I should do that and I should do that and I should be looking after this person and I should say yes to this invitation and I should do that. And we end up not looking after ourselves enough. And if we are going to find, keep, access motivation, if we are going to do things on days that we don't feel motivated, then we need to have protected our energy in order to do that. If our energy is low, if we've said yes to everything, if we've spent our entire time looking after everybody else around us and not ourselves, then we're not going to have the reserves of energy to keep going when we don't feel motivated. We're going to do stuff that doesn't serve us so well. So know when to look after yourself, know when to protect your energy. This is not all about push. Like I'm not sitting here saying you have to make yourself do it even when you feel really tired. You don't. You have to know yourself well enough to know that on those days you don't push, you rest, you do something more nurturing for yourself instead and you protect your energy. But you also do it in other areas of your life and you say no to other people and you say no to other commitments and you find ways of looking after yourself so that you have that energy to say yes, even when motivation is not there. Number four, they don't expect things to come without a bit of discomfort. Now, I think there are a couple of phrases that I want to pick out here that you might have heard before. So number one is find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Now, the intention behind that is amazing. (laughs) And I think, you know, wouldn't we all love that to feel like we never work a day in our life? But I think phrases like that make it really hard because it makes it feel like there should never be any sticky bits. It makes it feel like you you know you could wake up every day and just feel amazingly motivated and everything could be really easy and it's never going to be hard and there's never going to be, be bits that you don't want to do. But it's not true. Even if you find something you I do something I love. It doesn't mean that some days I don't get up and feel like I have worked damn hard today. I've sat at that desk and I've worked damn hard to get what I wanted. And some days it does feel like an effort because some days, like I said at the start, I am the only person in my business. There are parts of my business that I don't love to do. Marketing being one of them, for example, because I don't feel like I'm very good at it. I don't particularly love doing it. <laughs> like I love doing a podcast. I love sitting here and talking to you guys. But the idea of actually marketing my services, I'm like, oh, ick, yuck, don't like it. But I have to do it or else I don't have a business, right? because I need to let people know I'm here or else I don't have any customers. And if I don't have any customers, I don't have a business and I don't have a job and I don't get to do this thing. 
So just, it's not true. I just think it's not true. I think that there are always going to be days when it's going to feel a bit harder. There are always going to be days when you have to do stuff you don't want to do, even though you're not motivated to do them. Um, and I think the other phrase sort of similar to that is when people say, just find a type of exercise you love and you'll be able to keep doing it. Just find what you love. Now it's kind of true. It is kind of true. But we do sometimes have to do things that we don't love as much. And sometimes that thing you love is not going to feel great on a particular day. You're not going to want to do it because you're thinking about all of the other things that you need to do. It's kind of like, let's say, for example, if you, if the exercise that you absolutely love is swimming, awesome. But if all you ever do is swimming, then you're missing out on loads and loads and loads of other things. You know, you can't just swim, you need to lift some weights, for example. No, you could just swim. Yeah, of course you could just swim. But I think that you would be missing out on so many other things that are going to help you feel good and help you achieve something that you need to achieve. And, you know, swimming, for example, is a non-weight-bearing exercise. And actually for the health of your bones, for the strength of your muscles, for so many other things, actually doing weight-bearing exercise and lifting weights and things is going to be really, really important as well. And maybe you don't love lifting weights so much, but actually it's probably quite a necessary thing to do for most of us, for all of us. Why do I say most of us? All of us. It's necessary to do resistance training for every single person. You might not love resistance training. You could probably find ways of making it feel better, you could probably eventually learn to love it actually as well. And I think that's the other thing is that you can learn to love stuff, stuff that you might do right now that you're like, oh, I don't like this. You could surprise yourself. And often with resistance training and weight training, people learn to love it. At first, they're really unsure. Like when I get new clients come to me and you can tell, they're like, but what about the cardio? What about this? What about this? And we're doing lots of weights and they kind of go, oh yeah, I'm not sure. I've never really done this before. I'm not very comfortable with it. And I watch the transformation over the next few weeks, next few months. And they're like, oh my gosh, my body's changed. I feel amazing. I love weights. I'm never going to stop lifting weights. And people are like, I never expected this, but I love it. So they, they kind of do those uncomfortable things and they eventually learn to love it. Much like marketing with me. I always used to think, oh, I'm just, I'm rubbish at marketing. I don't like it. I'm rubbish at it. It feels uncomfortable. It feels icky. I'm learning to love it more because I'm making myself do it. Even though I'm not motivated to do it, I'm making myself do it and I'm making myself practice it. And it is slowly but surely becoming something that I'm enjoying a little bit more. Same with exercise. You might not love it to start with, but if you can keep going, even when you don't feel motivated to do it, you'll often find that you will end up enjoying it. So, you know, I think, yes, find a type of exercise you love, but also don't expect it sometimes to be without a bit of discomfort. Because if we always expect everything to be comfortable and easy and all those kind of things, then the minute that we lack that motivation, we can so easily stop. We can so easily stop. So yeah, number four, they don't expect things to come without a bit of discomfort sometimes. And I think number five, this is really, really, really important, is knowing that doing something leads to motivation and momentum rather than the other way around. Those people who appear to be motivated do not wait to get motivated. They just do it. They just do it. And they know that motivation or habit is going to come and it's going to start to make it just that little bit easier. And I think that's often the thing. We often think we're going to, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait for motivation to come. Now, if you're sitting there just waiting for it, how likely do you think it is to arrive you know, we don't get things without putting at least a little bit of thought, a little bit of effort into it. And quite often doing creates motivation. Doing creates momentum because it's it makes us feel good that we're doing something. And when we feel good, we're more likely to feel motivated. 
So number five, knowing that doing something leads to motivation rather than the other way around. Now, like I said, I'm sure there are lots of things that people who appear to be naturally motivated do as well. But I think these are some of the key things and thoughts that they have and things that they do. So number one, make themselves do things they don't want to do sometimes. Number two, have a vision for what they want to achieve or what they want out of life. Number three, know how to look after themselves and protect their energy. Number four, they don't expect things to come without a bit of discomfort sometimes. And number five, they know that doing leads to motivation rather than the other way around. And actually, there's this quote I really love. I always quote this from Barbara Sher, and it says, you don't need endless time and perfect conditions. Do it now, do it today, do it for 20 minutes and watch your heart start beating. And I think that that quote says so much about what I wanted to say today, that we need to stop waiting for the right time. We need to stop waiting for the right conditions. We need to just get on and do it because motivation is fickle and we need to learn to do without it as well. So if you often wait for motivation before doing something or you stop when motivation goes astray, I hope that this has given you a slightly different perspective. And I think the key thing here is that doing often creates motivation. Doing creates momentum. It creates habits. It builds that mind muscle so that the next time you're not feeling motivated, you're that much more likely to just get on and do the thing anyway. And every time you do that, that muscle gets ever stronger and you get ever close to achieving the things that you want to achieve. And getting the things that we want, feeling the way we want to feel, being fit, being strong, being healthy is not always easy. And we need to stop pretending that it is. And we need to know that sometimes we'll feel amazing and motivated and other times we won't. And that's okay. But the most important thing is that we don't let those unmotivated times put us off reaching our goals. That is the time to make that commitment to ourselves to keep going whatever. Obviously, you've got to honour your need to rest sometimes as well. Like I said, you need to know how to gather your energy and rest and listen to your body. But we also need to know when it's just a lack of motivation that's putting us off and work through that. So what do you think? Has that rung a few bells with you? Has it made you think a bit differently about how you approach exercise and well-being and about how you can create that mindset to keep going even when motivation isn't quite there? Let me know as always. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And don't forget to go and give the show that rating right now. Um, But for the meantime, I'm going to love you and leave you and I'm going to see you all again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.